episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we're going to talk about um, getting to know ourselves as creatives. So this is kind of a broad topic, but we're looking at getting to know our own pace, getting to know what it is we want to create, getting you know to know who it is we are as artists and what the journey that it, it is we're on. Yeah, because the fact is that it's going to be right down to the second you're going to have a different schedule than someone else, than anyone else really. Um, or down to the millisecond different to anyone else. Like you, uh, it's almost no point. And something I love about Brandon Sanderson is if you watch his writing lectures is he's very big on the personal journey. Like he's like, don't listen to me. I write for eight hours a day. I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Figure something out for yourself. I think uh, a lot of what I've been talking about with the Inspired Collective, with my membership at the moment, and a lot of what we just talk about on a day-to-day basis, and a lot of what I think about is just like making sure that I recognize that I am totally unique to all the other creatives in the world, and you are unique. Like The difference between how we create is massive, mm. and we need to honor that because I think so much tension and upset and, and deviation from our purpose for a lot of creatives comes from this idea of trying to figure out what everyone else is doing and, and try to see how they fit with with what everyone else is doing and trying to make their life look a certain way and where you don't need to make it look like that and you need to do what you're being called to do and really feel strong and secure in that yeah i feel like you're you've been struggling a lot with your energy levels lately right and that's just something that for years i i saw you beat yourself up over that and i feel like you're really just coming to understand now recently that it's kind of okay yeah and i did a post about that the other day my energy levels are going to be different to your energy levels are going to be different to you guys energy levels like we are all capable of giving different amounts and again that's something no one talks about and there's no room for respect in that because i feel like as a society culturally we look at artists and say oh they can produce more because they have more energy you know they don't have issues with sleep they don't have any issues with their health so they have more time in the day to create therefore they're worth more than someone who only has a little bit of time in the day to create because they're chronically ill you know or they don't have the time and we're weighing people's value on like the output that they can create and it's so damaging and it really I don't think I realized how much it was eating away at my own worth and we need to retell that story and we need to understand that our worth isn't linked to our output especially because you know you're really if you try and push through and you try and increase your output past your ability day to day you're actually in the long term going to decrease your output yeah um so i mean once again not that we're trying to say that your output is your worth as creative but no. you're just screwing yourself if you try and push through a barrier that yeah. exists for you and i was speaking to a few creatives this past week um i think a lot of people in the like collective creative community are feeling like a real slump a real energy drop at the moment and I was speaking to Kay from Startup Creative the other day about how I have witnessed, I reckon, a dozen creatives and entrepreneurs and, you know, business people burn out in the last few months. And these are people that I've always looked at and watched through social media and been like, wow, these people just have so much more to give than me. They must just be totally functioning differently to me because they work ridiculous amount of hours. They have ridiculous amount of outputs. And I had the story. These people are just on a different level to me. And I I can't be there because energetically I can't be there. But then I've watched nearly every single one of them have a fucking crisis in the last few months. And they've had to pull back because eventually the body gives up. Eventually it will catch up. And I've seen that happen to multiple creatives. And so we have to be not just mindful about the fact that our output isn't our worth, but understanding that if we push past our energy capabilities, we will eventually pay for it. The body will eventually tell you no. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, I feel like this is always, to me, 
I've always felt really intuitively that this is true, but then I've always felt kind of crazy. Like I remember just being in school, being at uni and like just asking people, oh, how much study did you do today? And they'd be like 10 hours. And I was, I'd be like, oh my God, you are insane. Like what is happening there? Yeah. But then like, I'd always find that they were the same. Like, they never have any extra output somehow. Yeah, like yeah. it was always, it would always come back in the end. It's like tortoise in the head, right? Yeah. Like there's a reason that's such a popular parable. Yeah. Because there's such a truth to it. Like, and we've, I feel like as a culture, we've ignored that truth for so long. Like mm. we've just assumed you can just burn, 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 burn. Yeah. And of course, rest is super hot at the moment, right? Like, rest is super trendy to talk about right now. And I think there's a danger that like it's going to be a fad that we're going through. Whereas I feel like rest has always been really core to our being. I feel like, especially yeah. to, to me, like I felt, and I mean, this is something I'm coming to terms with the moment, like realizing that I'm not neurotypical and like just having, looking back on my life and just being like, wow, I've always just needed way more rest than people, but I've always framed that in a certain way. That's like, it's my strength, mm. but I don't know, like, it doesn't seem like a strength all the time. Yeah, because it's not framed like that culturally. No, it, it doesn't seem like it seems like I genuinely can only do an hour or two of work a day. Yeah. And then I'm just wrecked. Yeah. And I've always been like, no, that's because I do one or, one or two really strong hours of work. And I'm like, I don't know, but I've there's always been that threat of looking at other people and being like, how do they do the 10 hours? Yeah. And just having to really fight within myself to be like, no, it's okay that you can only do one or two hours. Yeah. The big work. Yeah. And that that's the work we've all got to do if we're going to go on our journeys and be fruitful and be, in, you know, creating authentically, not pushing ourselves, making sure that this journey serves us just as much as we serve other people with our art. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's it sucks. I mean, the world sucks in so many ways at the moment. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm actually, I'm an optimist. I don't want to sound like a pessimist just there, but it's like, you know, we just don't have the structures at the moment just to be able to actually rest properly. Like, mm. it hasn't entrenched itself in the culture. Like, we're living in, um, we just don't live in a society that values rest. So sometimes it can feel so frustrating to talk about rest because you just know deep down that it's not an option for a lot of people. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's so it's so sad. Like that we haven't built a culture where rest is viable. Mm. And, where, and, and, you know, the thing that has always annoyed me so much is that all the research suggests that we are more productive if we rest. Mm. But that just, like, biz, like business, like, big, these big businesses um, just don't see it. Like, they can't see it because they're so obsessed with, like, getting the maximum output out of you. Mm. I mean, that's why I love that we don't work for anyone because it gives us so much more freedom. Like, I just can't, like, anytime I've been in regular employment, I just haven't been able to handle it. Like, mm. I have, within a month, I'm having a break. I'm having a full breakdown. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't turn up to someone eight hours a day. And I just, I'm so lucky that I don't have to do that right now. But I just, my heart just goes out to everyone in the world who has to do it. Like, I'm so, I, I just, I honestly, I feel so panicked thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, you know, there's so many, like, you know, there's a big meme culture around rest at the moment. Lots of coaches are talking about it. Like, this is a structural issue, like with, you know, deeply entrenched in the big issues of this world. And it's massive. And we keep, you know, I feel like every week we're just talking about this again and again and again. But I'm not, I'm proud of us for doing that because Mm. it's something we need to keep talking about because we've been shoved the same story down our throat for 
hundreds of years mm. it's time to keep talking about this new story and like and knowing our own pace and knowing what we want to do and knowing how we can serve ourselves but also as you say it's a systemic problem it's super it's a, such a systemic problem and you know i just i mean i just really i'm so on board with you if you if you are at all able to make your own schedule like mm. this is i mean just do it like, and you know if you're someone who has the privilege to be able to work from home at the moment um then don't feel guilty that you're not sitting at your desk from nine to five. Yeah. Like, if you can get away with yeah. shit, like get away with shit. Yeah, I, think, like, I really like that. Just... I think there's so many forces mm. working against us. You know, if we have any power, take it back. You know, like we can't be the ones getting in our own way. There are too many other forces getting in our way. Like we have to be the ones claiming rest, mm. claiming our own pace, telling people, no, I don't create in that way. I create in this way. 100%. And like, it's just... It's something that you're that no one's rhythm is nine to five, five days a week. No one. Mm. And if I mean, like maybe a tiny percentage of the, of the population like happens to be lucky that that's their rhythm. Yeah. But it's just so I mean, just if you look at all the research, like from chronotype, like most people, that's too either too early or too late in the day for them to start Can you work. explain chronotype? So we all have a different biological like, um, you know. Some of us are naturally night hours, some of us are naturally larks. So we like to get up early in the morning. And then starting at 9 a.m. is just this arbitrary time of the day to start work. And finishing at 5 p.m. is this arbitrary time. And that doesn't fit with when our natural energy levels are spiking. Like some, You might be better off sleeping till midday. Yeah. Um, or you might be better off getting up. I, I've got a, my good friend, Lewis. He starts work at 7 a.m. Yeah. Even though, and he finishes at 3. Like that's just more his chronotype. Yeah. The amount of people who have the 1, 8, 1 p.m. slump, like mm. most people have the 1 p.m. slump. I'm asleep basically at 1. Me too. I'm basically inoperable. <laughs> it's like, like we've been talking this whole week about how can we plan, how can we avoid the 1, 8, the 1 p.m. slump? Yeah. What can we do but to like, like, structure we our day? I, like, I'm, I'm worried that we can't. Or no, not worried. Or just are like, we just, I feel like we need to structure it so that it's always a time to rest. Mm. Because there's no, there's nothing I can do to get myself out of that 1 p.m. Like what slump. We've been, what we've been talking about is... Especially because when we eat, as soon as we eat, yeah. we get feel so tired. Like, which is why I love to fast because I'm so tired after mm. I eat. Like, so if I eat at eleven, that's like three hours after that where I'm going to be so tired. Yeah, and I think it's like um. But this is the kind of stuff that I feel like we've got to invite ourselves into investigate. Like, mm. we haven't been looking at our energy systems. How do you feel after you eat? How do you feel after you create? How do you feel after doing some more muggle work? Like, what's in service? What's not in service? How can you support the p- times when you feel tired? You know, instead of just lumping a hustle, work, work, work for a certain hours of day and then be like, after that, I can rest. Like, can you alter the, your creative routine and your muggle routine and your family routine around a way that like looks at your energy levels, like actually looks at them? Yeah, and can you, like, I, I mean, I hate to, you know, when I talk about tracking, I feel like it, it goes, it's almost like swinging back towards hustling, but we've been talking about track, making rest goals. Yeah. And making, um... I've been talking to the Inspired Collective about making rest goals. I think mm. it's important. We have all these fucking goals for, you know, output of, you know, like, work. And if that serves us, why can't we have these rest goals that serve us? We just recently um, picked up this fitness tracker. It's called the Whoop Band. And like, not not a sponsor. <laughs> I wish. Um, and the whole purpose of this thing is it doesn't have a screen on it. All it does is it basically it's tracking your stress level and telling you when to rest. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's I like, love it. It's like telling you. It's like you know you're only at fifty percent today, because it, it essentially is just a heart rate tracker. But it's it's saying like your heart rate has been elevated for too long. Like you shouldn't be 
You're not peeking right now. Mm. And it's so cool to have like a wearable that's not telling you, oh, you haven't stood up yet. You haven't walked today. You haven't. It's like literally being like, no, 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 no. You need to, to have a day off. I really like it too. It's a really different way of looking at it. It doesn't track steps. It's not like, oh, you've been sitting down for a long time. Mm. It's like, it's looking at your energy levels and your sleep quality. And like, you know, you've really pushed it. Can you pull it back? Like, this is how recovered you are. And it's just a cool device that focuses essentially around rest. Mm. Yeah. That could be, I mean, I, I think it's a real ideological, I mean, they've made, they're, they're, they're so sassy about the step trackers. Oh my God, yeah. On their on all their marketing. And, and I think it's a great ideology to have. It's like, yeah, fuck step, step trackers, you know. Like, I know, oh, just bullshit. Also, that's just another arbitrary metric that you can feel guilty about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like this week I just want to invite everyone to really start considering like, you know, li- literally just... So we're not taught how to do this, but just check in with your body. Like put an alarm on your phone, like every few hours, just check in with your energy levels, write it down. Like what makes you tired? What energizes you? You know, and really start looking at how you can service yourself throughout the day and design your day around you and what you need Mm. to the extent that you can in the situation that you're in. I guess, yeah, that's exactly right. It's just about, you've got to really commit to being in touch with yourself and how much rest you need yeah and obviously acknowledging that that's not always possible for everyone to do perfectly mm. but it's just like can i bludge right now yeah i don't know if is that a word that people who aren't australians understand bludge bludge like, like can i can you do nothing like can i just do the around? bare minimum basically right yeah. um yeah can i uh do i have to be going all out right now yeah i think a lot of us have you know really detailed very convincing stories about why you can't be the one that gives you permission for rest like there are there are situations where we really are connected to a system or you know we are dependent on someone else where we can't rest but like we also have really intricate stories that make us feel like we can't take time for ourselves we can't be in service to ourselves when really if you did the work and deconstructed some of these stories you'd realize that you can serve yourself like a lot of martyrdom like sacrificing yourself to other people with a massive lack of boundaries that includes like kids partners family members um can you put in a new boundary there again really hard work something i find really struggle with but you know these are the places where we get to take back our energy and put it into the stuff we want to do. This is a time where we take back our art and take back our ambitions because that's what we're claiming back. We're claiming back our books and our art and our, you know whatever it is you create when we put in those boundaries in place and we recognize that, no, actually, I martyr myself that I give too much of my energy away and I could claim it back. I have the power to claim it back. And just to reiterate, like whatever story in, you have in your head about the pace you need to be working at, is probably bullshit. Yeah. Like, you've got to investigate that story so hard, and it will take years. But, like, whatever society has told you, whatever your boss has told you, whatever your work has told you, they're wrong. Mm. Because they don't know you. they don't know you. Like, and whatever narrative you've been fed doesn't know you. And, in fact, that narrative doesn't know itself. Yeah. That narrative is blind, essentially. It's not evidence-based. It's not reality-based. It's production-based. And it's... um. Like, I don't want to say the word capitalism because as Amy knows, it annoys me to say the word capitalism because capitalism is just people being shit. And it's like, that's all this is. It's just a it's just a, a web of people who all have not taken any time to think about the humanity of things. Yeah. And who have only focused on one thing, which is production and profitability. And they're wrong. Yeah. That's not what you're, that's not what's going to be best for you. And it's even not like, once again, hate to bring it back to productivity, but actually 
their view of what's the most productive thing is, is wrong. wrong. They just haven't tried anything else. Yeah. Like I, I remember having this conversation with my friend who's an investment maker and just being like, dude, like I don't understand why you don't all just do less work. Like, do you really need to be doing all this work? And he's like, well, because if, you know, one of us, if one set of us stops doing the work and then we'll just get beaten by the other set. And I'm like, well, how do you know they're going to beat you? Yeah, if they do? Like, you, never you've never tried. Try, like, no yeah. one in your whole organization has ever tried working five days a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. It's like, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's like, how do you know? They're caught in such a scary trap yeah. that they've set for themselves. Mm. And they're getting off that train of, ugh, it's just gross. Yeah. And terrifying. Yeah. And as I say, like, I just know I physically and mentally couldn't do it. Like, it's such an effort for me just to be in a workplace or even just to be in any way, just to be focusing, like, just to have that pressure on me. Like, it's so mentally draining for me. Mm. I just know I can't do it. I know I can't. And then the respect that you have for yourself and that knowledge that you have for yourself is very powerful because mm. you can then, you know, you make choices around that knowledge Mm. and so the more that we know ourselves and the less we second guess ourselves you know the more that we understand what it is that we can do and what it is that we can't do the more that we can you know create lives that work for us yeah you are an incredibly prolific writer you write a lot and it's because you know yourself (laughs) and every time i try and up the the quantity i fuck myself yeah and that's just a symptom of me forgetting myself for a time. Yeah. And me buying into stories that aren't true. Yeah, exactly. You know, imagine if we'd been, imagine if you'd been raised in a hunter gatherer community. You'd be only, like, you'd have a completely different understanding of work. Yeah. It would just be, work would just be like a small part of your day. It's just like, oh, you know, I am hungry. So I have to go get some food. Yeah. That would be it. Yeah. Or it'd be like, all my friends are going on a hunt. So I'm going to go with them. Like, it wouldn't be this and we know this like we've observed hunter-gatherer societies like we know they have a completely different attitude towards work and when they come to western cultures they're like what the fuck is this Mm. and yeah so it just shows it's just so arbitrary yeah yeah big big topic i kind of also wanted to dive into like also looking at the art that we're creating making sure that the art that we're creating is in alignment with us not in the alignment with what's expected of us but i feel like this has already been a big conversation mm, yeah again always coming back to what is your pace like i am still only at the very beginning of my journey with this because i'm someone who bought very much into the stories that were sold to me about productivity and production and it's a very very long journey and we need to be gentle with ourselves as we go on it because we're gonna fuck up um but I guess I invite you this week to just start thinking about um, how, your rhythms. I want you to think about your pace, what your ideal pace would be. And I want you to start looking at the resistance that comes up from that. Like, because that's where the learning is. When we start looking at the stories that we tell ourselves, that horrible fear, that resistance, that stickiness, when we really start looking at the words we're saying internally, writing them down, examining them, seeing where they come from, where are they inherited from, and then recognizing them to be false and misleading and getting in your own way like that's where the magic happens the resistance is good as long as we're investigating it 100 percent. cool cool um for next week i think we're i really want to talk about this like i love this idea i feel like you're not as hot on it as me is like faking your busy day yeah like doing like describing how you could be a douchebag and how you could how we could describe our day as super productive and busy mm, yeah and i wonder if people if they're interested if they want to send us through like a bizified, like a version of their day and then like the real version. Yeah, we yeah. Could talk about, anonymized, idea. like we could talk about it yeah. on the podcast and, and get a few examples of that. So, you know, if, if just to be clear about this, it's like, you know, 
these fake on you know when you see these people these entrepreneurs on youtube and they're like i get up at 3 a.m and i do a cold you know ice bath and then i work out for four hours and it's like well actually you're doing that like yeah and that's the thing is like well if you really looked at their story maybe they're yeah and they're making us all that's feel like that's like than... that one time they did that yeah yeah cool i like that idea yeah send us through your busy days and then send us through what's actually happening for you in the space and the ease that's there for you in reality yeah Thanks, guys. It's always so grateful for you listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.